there has been a prose poetry renaissance internationally since the late 20th century. We live in an age where I think as everyone knows, prose has become the dominant literary form. And this means that poets are increasingly looking for ways to move beyond some of the more restrictive formalities of verse. I mean, even free verse places various formal demands on poets. So prose poetry as we know it today, started in France in the 19th century, and it's usually traced back to Baudelaire's posthumously published book of prose poetry, Paris Spleen from 1869. Since then, even though French poets took up prose poetry with real enthusiasm, Anglophone poets around the world, in all Anglophone countries, were much slower to embrace the form. Prose poetry has only really become popular in the English language since the second half of the 20th century. So with the anthology of Australian prose poetry, we wanted to showcase what we saw as an extraordinary proliferation of prose poetry in Australia, especially in the last decade. And we were prompted by the growing number of prose poems being published in journals, in anthologies, in newspapers and small poetry presses nationally. What we found when we began our research for the book was a strong history of prose poetry that started to gather real momentum from about the mid-1970s. And we were surprised and thrilled to find that many of Australia's most well-known male poets had experimented with the form, including poets such as David Maloof and Vincent Buckley. But perhaps more interestingly, Australia's eminent women poets had made a really significant contribution to the form, including writers such as Anya Volvich and Joanne Burns. Australia's recognition of the prose poem has lagged behind countries such as the United States, where there have been many anthologies of prose poetry published over recent decades. The prose poetry form gained, I suppose, earlier broad acceptance in the US than it did in Australia. But even allowing for that, this anthology is certainly overdue, not only because of the general high standard of Australian prose poetry, but because most of the prose poems we published in the anthology are otherwise only published in out-of-print poetry volumes or journals, and so many of the prose poems have never previously been exposed to a wide readership. However, in another sense, the anthology is actually really timely because it's only been recent um, that individual prose poems or books of prose poetry have begun to be shortlisted or to win poetry prizes or awards in this country. So I guess this has meant that the form has become much more visible recently than it ever has been before in Australia. And this has kind of sparked a greater acceptance of prose poetry and has seen poets experiment more often with the form. It's really opened up the opportunity for us as editors and for poets more generally to reflect on the history and the characteristics of contemporary prose poetry. People haven't always known what to do with prose poetry because to the casual observer, it can look a little like short fiction or non-fiction on the page. It basically doesn't look like a conventional poem because prose poems are written in sentences and paragraphs rather than lines and stanzas. So for this reason, many people have seen the form as something of a Frankenstein's monster, you know, rather than a legitimate poetic form in and of itself. There are still many people who recognise poetry by the occurrence of those end line rhymes or by metre or just because the lines stop before the right margin. And prose poetry makes the claim that poetry can have other modes of expression. Some poets really enjoy the freedom of the prose poetry form. You know, a chance to experiment and to work with 
sentences, to work with what they're familiar with, the, the paragraph. Other poets are confronted by the absence of traditionally recognizable poetic formal features and structures. However, we should say that prose poetry is often misunderstood by its critics. It does have its own cadence, its rhythms, its structures, and even internal rhymes, if that's what you're looking for. As a result, we believe it is not only a legitimate poetic form, but an important way of moving poetry forward in the 21st century. The first implication of this anthology is that Australia has a strong and hitherto largely hidden and under-researched tradition of prose poetry and prose poets. This anthology provides a context for understanding this important poetic form as it has developed in Australia, and it also allows readers easy access to many of Australia's finest prose poems. So in doing this, uh, we are now aware that Australia currently has a rich, vibrant and dynamic community of prose poets that is gaining international recognition and it's very exciting. Yeah, it's, it's truly exciting. And something else that's really exciting about it is that the prose poem is significant as an expression of the post-colonial period in Australia. And really that's the period we're still in. Uh, for instance, the anthology contains fine poems on this subject by important Indigenous poets such as Samuel Wagan Watson and Ali Cobby Eckerman, really striking works. This is also a groundbreaking anthology because of the attention it gives to women prose poets. This is a really important issue and, and it was a really important issue for us as we edited the book. It's a timely anthology, partly because it includes more work by women than men. The ubiquitous prose poetry paragraph that looks like a box of text has been used by many women prose poets looking at that symbolism of the box as an expression of their confinement and their constant struggle for equal rights and liberation. They are looking to break out of the box and to understand the impl impl implications of the box. And more generally, the anthology opens new windows into how we might all understand Australian poets and their poetry.